0: Soon in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success so you ready hey Daryl good afternoon good evening good
1: morning how the hell are you doing folks I'm I know I'm starting off swearing already what is up with me my wife the other day had a chance to watch a, a session recently that I did a, a speaking session. And I was pretty proud of this session. I'll be candid with you. I was really transparent. I was pretty vulnerable. It was everything you're not supposed to do when you're trying to project an image of strength and confidence. And we were talking about how our our sales process was broken and we had to fix them. And we went through this whole process. This actually was at the 10-pound conference. We went through this whole process uh, explaining, you know, how we had this epiphany and we realized things were not optimal and, and, and you know, we did some self-reflection and then we did some self-analysis and then finally we brought in some professionals to help us with the process and then we put in this process and then life is good and we're on the other side. And I got a lot of positive feedback for that on social and in person. If you're interested, it's on our VanillaSoft.com website under the resources and probably videos where you can actually call it when you suddenly realize your sales process is broken. But why does that matter? It matters because my wife heard me talking and she's like, "Holy smoke Daryl, you are swearing a lot in that like you have a little potty mouth, and I try to avoid that. Try not to have a potty mouth. in fact, I had a session not too long ago, a few months ago with Keenan. And if you know Keenan and all, he his favorite word, and I love Keenan, I, I and I've been candid with him from the, from the get-go. Every second word is F this and F that. And many of you are fine with that. Many of you are not. And so Keenan and I had a conversation around, can you, should you, would you do that if you could start it all over again? So net, net, Keenan and I talked about it. I had a potty mouth, not as potty-ish, is that a word, potty-ish, as Keenan was. I will admit, I was swearing too much. And I've opened up this podcast, dropping a swear word again. I know many of you are laughing and saying, there, I'll get on with it, get over yourself. It's nothing. And I hear you and I appreciate that but you know what it is? It's the power, right? It's the power of of what you say, the power of your voice, the power of your word. If I drop a swear word and it contextually makes sense, you will not look at me often as offended. You will look at me as I'm passionate and you will simply overlook that and you will say, man, man, I, I, I hear what Prale's putting down. I feel it. I get it. And hopefully if I've used it correctly, that will cause you to connect with me, to bond with me, to identify, to say, I understand exactly where you come from, Daryl. I've been there. I felt it. And that builds our rapport. I sometimes swear on occasion, not intentionally, my, my, my emotions get the best of me. But there are times when I, when I have done it on intention. I want to make a point. And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. What I am saying, though, is that the power of the voice, the power of the spoken word, what you say matters. People are listening. And that's really huge. You have to think about that. Because you folks, you make your money for a living talking to people. And understanding that you need to be so cognizant of whether your voice and your words are working for you or they're working against you. I've had it work against me. And I've had to backtrack and I've had to apologize. But I've learned over time to tell a story better how to adjust my style to the person I'm speaking with. I've learned how to equip myself to have the right tools of the trade to optimize any gifts I've been given. For example, I'm talking to you right now on a $500 microphone. Do I need to talk to you on a $500 microphone? Not necessarily. A $60 or $100 microphone probably be 90% as good. But in this case, I wanted to speak to you and make sure that I sounded good and that you associated the quality of my voice and the quality of my production with the quality of my product and the quality of my service, that you trust me more because I sound credible than you perhaps might trust somebody else. I know I'm sharing my secrets with you. Feel free to take them, do whatever you want to with them, leverage them. You can give me credit. You can take it all yourself. I don't care. But I do want you to know something here. Your voice, it matters. What you say, how you say it, how it's heard will have a significant impact on your career success if you're selling. Your voice stands out. We talk about sales skills on Inside, Inside Sales. Talk about being marginally better. And yet, I don't think anybody's ever talked about the power of the voice and the power of what you say. So imagine my surprise when all along my good friend Denise Champagne from Lotus Communications reaches out to me and says, Daryl, we need to talk about the power of the voice. It's something he's passionate about too. I did not know. So we got to jamming as we do on that social media thing. It was amazing how much in line we were. And I was right away. I was like, dude, I've got to get you on the show. I've got to get you on the show because no one's talking about this. And I think... It's a skill. It's a It's a real skill that my audience needs to be aware of, needs to work on. It's one little thing, but it can make such a dramatic shift in how they're perceived. And he's like, I'm in. Eavesdropping this entire conversation, as they always are, is my guest today.
2: Let me introduce you to Denny Champagne. Denny, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much, Daryl, for accepting my invitation and having me come on with you. It's great. You're just awesome.
1: Oh, my gosh. I did not pay him to say that, folks. Clearly, he was overwhelmed by the power of my voice. That's the only thing I can chalk that compliment up to. So talk to me, Denny. This is something that's really near and dear to your heart, the whole the power of the voice. And I love the fact that you approached me on it. Why is this so special and important to you
2: personally? Great question. Great start. My first influence was my mother when she organized in her home. Tupperware parties, I don't know if you remember that. My mom had this long cord telephone hanging from the wall, walking around the kitchen, <laughs> handling the spaghetti sauce, feeding the kids at the table, greeting a lady neighbor, come on in for coffee, sit down, and she would like be multitasking. But. Her joy to help other people and to assemble people together was such an inspiration to me. And she was always on the phone talking to all kinds of people to help. When she passed away, the church was whole. So that told me a lot about the influence of her life. But it was her caring and it came through the voice. People sense your sincerity. Obviously, I was overly keen at some point. I had my own issues when I was young, and I was a young manager, and I had anger issues, and I was way too—how should I say—forthright. If, if it's a soft word to use,
1: <laughs> you were—you—you you were candid. Yeah, all of those kind <laughs> of it. synonyms yeah. to say that yeah. I
2: was just a little bit too oh, too much. I was just too much and infatigable and over the top. So people after a while in my business i started not generating much business because people just said you're too much and that failure or that temporary defeat stimulated my awareness and said okay what am where am i missing i looked to my activities on the phone which was the only tool back in the 90s to use and and when i got my call center set up because i ran a call and owned a call center that's when i started realizing that some of my people also were over the top and some of them were under the top, and some were flavorful and beautifully harmonic and melodic in their voice without much verbal or textual or wordy and verbal eloquence. Their ability to stimulate and seduce and empower themselves by an engagement with someone and people would love to listen to them, and they make the sale. So I said, there's something there that I need to transform personally. So I took on a process of looking myself in the mirror. And most salespeople, people, obviously, and to their disadvantage, fail to take a hard look at themselves. But selling is a performance profession. It's not, as Brian Burns says, when I had a podcast with him, it's, it's not a knowledge profession. It is a performance profession. So you have to be on the ball when you speak to people and you have to engage them. The beauty of the voice is, obviously, I've had to work on mine and my temper and all of that transformational inner stuff. So my message is, look to within to get a better result from without. And my thing, my dada, where I had to change was the voice. So that's how I became more aware of it. And it's done very, very well for me over the last 15 years.
1: So this is always very personal to you. You were influenced as a child by your parents, someone close to you, your mother in this case. You witnessed it firsthand, and then you went through your own life lessons. You you had your own failures. You had some reflection. You lifted yourself up off your feet to say, I want to be more like my mother because she had some winning attributes. You built your own call center, and then you could watch again firsthand other individuals have this exact same success, which is really interesting because I'm sure there's many people out there right now going, well... I do just fine selling. Thank you very much. So I can assume my voice is fine or my voice is not working against me. And you know what? They might be right. But I'm assuming when you had your call center and you said these people whose voices were melodious, whose words were carefully chosen, perhaps they could weave a good story, whatever it might be. They had the exact same knowledge and skills about the products they were selling as the person beside me who was equally skilled So if they're both skilled with the value proposition and they're both skilled with objection handling and they're both skilled with discovery and all that wonderful stuff, what makes one person better than the other? And for you, you observed often it was just their ability to connect with their prospect as a result of how they delivered and what they said and how they said it.
2: Is that a fair summary? Summary? Very well uh, summarized. It's in the initial 10 seconds. That's where... Everybody. Ah, we get to that point yeah, over yeah, and
1: over I, again. I, yes. Let's talk about that. So the initial 10 seconds. All right. Because, you know, we've had conversations. I've talked before with other experts. I won't go into that now because you can go to the backlog of episodes. But the first 27 seconds, or the first 30 seconds. But it is always that first impression. Now you're saying the first 10 even seconds. more. Even more, your point in this conversation, it's about the power of the voice in that first 10 seconds, maybe the words that are chosen. Can you elaborate on that?
2: What does that mean? Obviously, there are tools now, and I'm using an artificial intelligence tool to actually quantify and analyze the resonance because our voice is a vibration. What you think you sound like is coming from the bone. And this was stimulated also. I forgot to add at the beginning, I was a a real disciple of Zig Ziglar, and Zig Ziglar said 45 years ago... (laughs) Two areas of neglect in sales: the use of your time and the use of your voice. I'm not inventing something here. Picking up on that's what who made me more aware of it in my work is Zig Ziglar. I forgot to add to it, so I want to just at least make sure I don't miss it. Zig said, "Use your voice and record your voice and, and practice." I'll,
1: and I'm gonna jump in here, folks. If you guys haven't ever listened to Zig, now Zig of course has passed along. He's got his son taking over his practice. But if you get a chance, listen to him on on old recordings. My first sales job, me I too. had the yeah, sets. Yeah. yeah. Of Ziggs that I would just listen to and cause I was selling copies door to door as many of you know. And so I had time. He was instrumental. I remember him total sidebar going in a conversation. It made me so self aware. He's like, you know, you know when that guy cuts you off and speeds away in the road and you're cursing them out, and you're like, Yeah. And and him him saying, Yeah, he's oblivious. He has no idea that he's messed with you. He's going on with his day but you've given him control by letting yep. him affect you. And now you are no longer in control. I remember just being 22 years old going, holy shit. See, there I go. I swear again. That's crazy. That's that's me. I get it. And so it's the whole idea of being in control and being self-aware. Zig was very influential to me early on, but total sidebar, yeah. love Zig Ziglar.
2: So, he was my mentor. Yeah. I still have the book here, uh, Secrets of Closing the Sale. I go to it from time to time just to also get some cues and stuff. But I actually have the MP3 recording of a place in his uh, recordings on uh, Secrets of Closing, where he talks about take a cassette recorder, go into your office, close down the doors and listen to yourself. And it can make a tremendous impact on your sales. And I didn't fully believe it at that time. But as you grow older and you become more aware and you hopefully become more aware and you work on this because you care about succeeding and you have to care with a capital C, obviously. Then you start doing the work and you start looking from within and see, okay, what do I have to change? So I took some singing lessons. I took some acting lessons. I went to Dale Carnegie. I graduated and then I became a graduate assistant nine times over the last 25 years just to see how other people, you know, make me feel and how I make people feel. Zig was also a powerful, powerful influence in my life, but to come back. So there's many things you can do. I have found that the first eight, nine seconds after practicing this, and by the way, I used to sell copier tone and paper in my phone room in Toronto back in the early 80s. You're in copier sales. I was in the copier ink and all that stuff. So yeah, exact office supplies. Yeah, so- uh, I used to take my watch and put it in front of me and make sure that in the first 10 seconds, I would connect with the person. You get someone to answer back, I'm fine. And how are you? My goal still to this day, when I speak with executives, because I've been doing prospecting B2B for clients for the last 12 years on a per mandate basis. And I always go back to this 10 second formula. And I finally found a formula that works. And it's the following. Let's say you're Daryl and I call you Mr. Prale, right? So you answer the phone and you say, uh, hello, and I'll, I will go on. Go ahead hello oh hi mr Prale. mr Prale, yes. it's denis calling on behalf of lotus communications how have you been i have been exactly well, denis. So thank you how can i help you today it's calming you see you responded you started very high pitch and you came down and when you're calm I did. And that was involuntary, folks. This is not planned. Correct. So that's the power and of the voice right there. I want right to there. take a person to a place where they're calm because if they're on their computer or they're looking at a document and they take the call, you notice I, I mentioned your name three times? I know. You that's did, why I, I said love to hear my name. And so because I'm doing it for a purpose, the first one is Mr. Prail. I want to make sure I'm speaking to the right person. You answer yes. I say, oh, hello, Mr. Prale." Mr. Prale. My name is Denis. I'm calling on behalf of Lotus. How have you been? Very calm. How have you been implies that we have a relationship from the past, not in the moment. How are you now? So those three components are an instrument of connecting humanly and your voice in that delivery. It's not something I can explain because I'm not a psychologist. The research I've done, the documents I've read, Even the work I'm doing now with the AI platform, it actually has done a study on the perception of people, the image you project of calmness and trust. And even Tony Hughes in his book, Combo Prospecting, says people are carefully listening to who they can trust. That's all they want to know. Can I trust this voice? That's even beyond the words are uttered. If you don't follow Tony Hughes, by the way, you should. He's brilliant. He's I told him, actually. I wrote to him and I told him, I said, and I said, Tony, I put you up there as Zig and he brought back to me with capitals. Wow. You know, thank you so much. Like it was really, and, but I, you know, he does care. I, and I know you care as well, Daryl. That's why I'm doing this with you because I want to be with winners and not whiners as we talked about before.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh yeah, The whole idea of being with winners and not winners, so I think it's pervasive. You know, we all want that, right? So part of what we're talking about here is setting yourself up to be perceived as a winner. One of the things I like that you did in that opening, too, sounds stupid. And I'd be curious your thoughts on this, was you said, hello, Mr. Prail. You didn't say hello, I mean There was, there was, it was that intentional well, or not? It first of all, I didn't respectful. say hello.
2: I said, Mister Prale. I didn't say hello. I don't use hello, and actually, I removed it from. I'm consulting a yes, call center you're right. right now. You're and correct. They had that at the beginning. Well, hello, may I speak with? You no, know, all that stuff. It's stuff. It's not indispensable to the success. Yep. So I remove it, and I say, Mister Prale. You say, yes. Oh, hello, Daryl. My name in, And based on how you answer when I say Mr. Prail, I will know instinctively if I can go Daryl or Mr. Prail again. But this is a practice skill. I mean, wisdom is something that you develop. Develop means it's in an envelope and you have to open up the envelope. It's already in you. So wisdom is inherent to us. We just have to cultivate it, work it, just like you're potentially a great athlete, you just got to train for it, right? Same thing with the voice
1: talk to me about like you came on calm like you came on calm do you always want to come on calm or are there times when you don't want to
2: well there are times i don't want to but i know it's the best for the success of my engagement so i always try and seek what i care about is making sure that person responds favorably to me in my own heart like just as a person I really wanna care for each person. I've cultivated over time and I already have this as my character, but I can't wait to meet a new person. If I'm like a happy kid, I go to a networking event like last night and I'm so excited that I'm gonna meet new people. It's like a kid who goes to school and he wants to see his friends. If you cultivate that spirit of looking forward to meeting new people and you keep that foremost on a day-to-day basis, you'll look forward to connecting with people on the phone. Or otherwise, there's obviously the plethora of media, social, LinkedIn, SMS, email. You have to use them all. Right. It's a mindset. And we've talked about mindset before multiple
1: times in past episodes. Check that out. But it is a mindset about this is I'm excited to meet exactly. somebody new as opposed to I dread this. Because even if you do dread it, then that comes across in your voice. I'll give you a tip on that same spirit of what Denise's talking about here. And you know, I do a lot of voiceover work. I had never had training. And at one point I did finally decide I should get a coach. And so I had some training and the coach says to me, you know, Daryl, before we start recording, you need to smile. I'm like, why the hell do I need to smile? I'm swearing again. Why do I need to smile? And she was like, because when you smile, then it comes across in your delivery. And I'm like, that is so lame and cheesy. But I smiled because I was paying this woman to- and she was Right. It sounds stupid. Your mindset and the physical way you can manipulate your body and your head, your psychology to approach the call, to approach the task at hand has a dramatic difference on your success. Danny, you and I were talking and you said when people listen to you, they immediately form an image of who this person is and what they look like. You know, what does that mean and why should we care about that?
2: Well, I'm not sure that I understand what it means because I'm again I'm not a neuropsychologist or a linguist, but uh, I do speak five languages, so I've become aware and sensitive to tonality, phonetics, musicality, because I was in the music business. All of that's because it's inherent to me, right? I just wanted to make sure that when I speak to someone that I put my best foot forward and now I'm speaking at my age. Back then I was a different person, so I won't speak for me. 30 years or 20 years back, but today I see it as just fundamental respect. And when you respect someone's space, if they want to go accelerated, I will accelerate with them a little bit, but usually when you approach someone for the first time, calm, soft-spoken usually is better approach with caution. We don't approach an animal or a dog or a pet that we're not, we don't know of too fast, too aggressively, right? We'll go softly. We'll even stand our ground and let them come around to us. And I was told even, Denis, you don't have to go towards people. They will come to you because you have such great energy, because you care. That has been what I've been given as comments. So I'm taking it uh, with a lot of, of humility and, and, and honor and, and uh, appreciation for what has been given to me. Sometimes we don't need to be so forthright. So I've had people, you talk about the psychology, but you can talk about the physiology. So I've had people who are so gung-ho, and I bought them a big chair, a big lounge chair, and reclined it way backwards. And I asked them to put their feet up on the desk, and I've asked them to put their head back and relax and then call. And they have got more success because they were so hyped that they have to change the physiology to change the tonality. You stand up, you sound a way. You lie down, you sound another way.
1: So, and the reason we're doing this, it's all about building trust and rapport in that first 10 seconds. So, th- let's kind of recap here. We're talking about the power of the voice here, folks. We're talking about how you sound. We're talking about how you're perceived with what you say. So, we're not, I'm not getting on this episode, I'm not getting the specifics of what to say. That We've done that in other episodes. I'm talking about just how you say it and the intentional words you choose because you're trying to make that initial impression. To Denny's point, his aspect, his point of view is you start calm as a baseline, right? Relax, like you would approach a wild animal, kind of that universal, here we are, I'm not a threat, I'm not imposing myself, I'm not bossy, I'm not pushy. And then you can adjust on the fly so that, again, if you approach that wild animal and they respond with energy and excitement and enthusiasm, then you can change your style appropriately to mirror. We've talked a bit about that. The other thing he's talking about is that selling is a performance profession. And like any performer, you need to prep. And the prep is not just your craft and the words you're going to say. It's your mindset, all right? You are excited to meet new people. It's your energy. If you're negative, you'll be perceived as negative. If you're calm, you'll be perceived as calm, all right? We've got it. We're good, Like they understand. And the last point I want to make here is that we're looking to get better results by fine-tuning this instrument, our voice, and our delivery than you're getting now. This is that 1% marginal improvement we can do to make ourselves that much more successful and stand out from the rest of the crowd. So I want this is what I want you to do, folks. I want you to do some A-B testing. And you know me, I'm big on this. Go approach your first hour of calls with this style and then go approach the next hour of calls like you normally would and do this for a week or two and see how your calls change. Be intentional about that and then report back to us. Denny, if they want to meet you, they want to follow you, they want to connect with you, they want to learn more from you, what's the best way to do that?
2: Well, say the best ways, because there are many ways, as we know, it's multimedia, right? So they can go to LinkedIn and connect with me at uh, Denis Champagne. They can email me at Denis, D-E-N-I-S, at lotuscom.com, L-O-T-U-S-C-O-M-M.com. Go to my website, and on the website, there are four pillars of services, of which one is prospecting performance, and I have a three-pillar model, attitude, vocal, verbal so they can see some notes there and call me and i use an, an ai application that in my coaching i actually have a coaching session this afternoon with a young rep from the us who wants to improve his ability to connect right so now people are coming forward and saying i need to improve my performance so what are the areas i need to improve so i say attitude vocal verbal and that's my three pillar model you can get it on the
1: website i bet you. so we're good that way all right. So with that, we are out of time today, folks. As you can tell, I can talk about this for a long time. It means a lot to me. So I'm so glad that Denny came along and brought this idea up. Hopefully you got some value out of today. But in the meantime, we wish you phenomenal selling success in this week. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week. My name is Daryl Prail. This is Inside. Inside Sales. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.